welcome to Broken Quarters. Who are you? Oh yeah, I'm a Mondo. I thought you were gonna <laughs> go first. I told you oh, I'm not what? comfortable with this. <laughs> I'm and I'm Karen, and today I have the record button. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. We had we had uh, some tech technical difficulties, so we had to reverse. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I, well, listen, you know, we have a female vice president. Uh, we have a, a, a woman holding the record button. Um, you know, times are changing. <laughs> yeah, I feel very, I shattered the glass ceiling with the record button. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was a week for difficulties because uh, we, we were planning to talk about South by Southwest by Abraham. Well, South, by, South by South Bronx. Oh, South Bronx. See, I was, wasn't even reading the right thing. Well, um, that's part of the issue. <laughs> yeah. But instead of talking about that book, because I don't know about you, but I had kind of a heavy-duty work week. Yeah, same here. And same here. Yeah. Um, people always, you know, it always gets busy. People are getting ready to be off for the holiday next week. So Yeah. Uh, yeah, so instead we decided to keep it Thanksgiving classic with uh, – the and talk about the Arlo Guthrie song Alice's Restaurant. Yeah. Were you familiar with it before? No, I've never heard this song before. So the reason why I thought of it, aside from the obvious Thanksgivingness of it all, is that you had said, I think when I was talking about Lo Fi a couple of weeks ago, that you don't like music that doesn't have words. Yeah, and this had a like, lot of words. This had a lot of words. <laughs> I was like, I'll give you I'll give you eighteen minutes worth of words, motherfucker. <laughs> so uh yeah, what did you think? Uh, it's not my bag. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my bag. Tell me more. Uh you know, it's it's well, I don't like well no, it's not true because I like Tenacious D and they're funny. I don't know, like I it's it's really like the crowd mixed with the the way hanging on the punchline, and then just keep going, and then like the repetition of the you know the the chords, yeah. It, it's it was um yeah. When I said I need words, I it usually I like my songs to be. Uh, this is how old fashioned I am. I like my songs to be three and a half minutes. <laughs> Man, not, you have, not, you have very specific parameters for music. Yeah, and not eighteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but this basically was like a it's it's like a, you know, long form narrative poem that happens to be set to music. Yeah, it is. And it's um I didn't realize I had read that um it takes up one whole side of a record like, you know, when records were being pressed. Yeah. And, and everything else is on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, no, it's cute. It's funny. It's just, um, it, yeah, it's, it's, it, here's a term I'm gonna throw out. It's too cute by half. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, interesting. So the, the, the sort of resistance angle of it doesn't do anything for you because it's about resisting. It's a song that, you know, initially is about somebody who gets a, well, I mean, it, it happened to Arlo Guthrie. That's what it's, it's a right. real life thing. Uh, but that, you know, he gets a, a ticket for littering cause he's trying to help his friend get rid of the trash in her house right. and on Thanksgiving day. And then he gets 
he's about to be drafted and when he goes in to be tested for fitness um they say that you know he's not moral enough to be in the army because he got a ticket for littering and so he's like so i'm not i'm too immoral to go kill women and children and burn villages (laughs) because i littered um yeah and so then that's the idea is like if you if you showed up at the uh draft office and sang this song they're gonna think you're unfit and not take you you know and they get they get to that around minute what 17 (laughs) yeah no i mean it's it's um it is clever and it's 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 you know it's comic comedy wise it's actually well timed and well like you know like the way the callbacks and everything um but you know by by minute like you know 16 you're like okay <laughs> but no it's 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 cute um where did you first hear this song that's what i was trying to figure out i i know i heard it when i was a kid okay. and now that i've listened to it again i think i definitely had a tape of it that i made off the radio and i think i think i heard it start and liked it and so i ran you know like how you would hear something and you would go run and tape it yeah. like straight, mm-hmm. straight off of the radio on your boombox. Yep. um yep. I think I was missing like the first two or three minutes maybe because mm. the, I never had the storyline about, or maybe not, maybe not two or three minutes, maybe like one minute, but I was missing uh, who Alice actually was. I think oh, okay. I, it, I think the, the recording I had came in when they were taking the trash to the dump and then yeah. the dump was closed. Um, yeah. I think I heard it. I, I definitely had, it was either middle school or high school that I, I got it off the radio. Mm. probably high school because i don't think i had i don't think i had a boombox i could do that with in middle school i don't even think i mean like new york radio is so uh commercial driven and for like profit i don't know if they were run a song that was 18 minutes <laughs> yeah i mean well, because, I think, like, I mean, you only hear it around thanksgiving now because I know like that one of the longest songs is um that I think it's like eight minutes, which is like the um what do you call it? The Jackson Brown, um the one with the the stay at the end of it. So like it's two songs mixed in one. Um the oh the load, the loadout I think it is. The load. You know, and he's talking about he's basically talking about um, you know, playing in front of crowds and going from town to town. And then at the end of the song, it mixes in that old, like, uh, Motown, Won't You Stay. Oh, okay. Uh, and um, and that's like eight minutes, I think, combined, or seven minutes. And that that felt like forever on the radio. So, like, <laughs> it, I, yeah. I mean, it must have been played sometime on the radio in New York. I mean, I, I don't, but I just wonder how that would work now. Yeah. Every, every song on the radio, like, there's like two songs to play on the radio, and it's like five, 15 commercials. Not that I listen to the radio, but my daughter does. Uh. And, um... Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll take I'll take this song over anything that's on the radio today. <laughs> like, in anyway. my day, yeah, I'm, I'm well. I'm crotchety old man. Run DMC, and we loved it. <laughs> Actually, I, I I was not really a big fan of Run DMC. <laughs> I don't think there's a single like there is no music I could name that you wouldn't that I like have any idea whether you would say you liked. Oh, well, okay. We listened to Lucinda Williams, and we loved it. She's okay. She's a little boxy, though. <laughs> we listened to David Gray sing "Babylon." That's a good song. Good album. Yeah, 
Yeah. But you can't you can't endorse him categorically as a musician, though, can you? What do you mean? Why? Well, would you if I had said you love David Gray? What would you say? Love's a strong word. Yeah. <laughs> so who's your who? Who do you have sort of um, unconditional? Oh, I mean, you know, uh, uh, you know, you like I like Bob Dylan, Bruce Springsteen. Um, you know, Hank Williams is always good for some crazy, simple lyrics, but really heart wrenching. Um, you know. Um, so, what do you listen to music for? To pass the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, it depends. Um, it depends on what, like, it depends what I want to hear. It depends if I want to, like, you know. If, you know, someone has a good, uh, you know, good chord progression and then they, they, they go into, you know, something trying to say something lyrically and you're like, oh, that's pretty, pretty good. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm not like all for, um, yeah, I got to the point where I don't even like, like fast music anymore. <laughs> I'm yeah. just like all like, you know, like folk and, and, and like, you know, country. Um, it's been a while since I've heard like really good um, hip hop music yeah um, you know like everything i'm just like i don't like drake um i don't cause to me he sounds like a like a kind of like a like someone who's like whining a little bit but like mm. you know i don't know and then like he started like this whole like sound like everyone sounds like that now yeah um, like, slow talking but kind of whiny at the same time <clears throat> yeah or the thing know. that kills me is like all the, um, I feel like everything out of LA is, and there's sort of like no pitch center. It, <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. it's weird. Well, what do you listen to music for? Yeah. I realized as soon as I said it to you that it really was not a fair question. <laughs> Cause it's hard. I mean, we're all weird, you know, how we do it. So I, I, I throw it back to you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like as far as what I'm like, what I listen to it for is like to I I can feel it. Mm-hmm. Like I can I can like music that I can feel like feel in my body. Uh, I enjoy that. Um, what and, type of music? What is it? All music? Like any genre that makes you feel that way? Like what makes you feel? Yeah, it can it can be. Yeah, okay. like where. Like whether it's because it's emotional or because of the rhythm of it, or like for me, it's the pitch a lot of the time. Gotcha. Like I remember that you said pentatonic sounds like robots. Yes. But they're, <laughs> but but they're so perfectly on pitch in a way yeah. that I mean maybe you just have to be like a choir nerd mm-hmm. to appreciate that. But yeah. um, it's yeah, I don't know. Like that's that's the main thing is that I um. Like I've, like I sort of feel music like a additional sense, mm-hmm. and so, um, but I feel that I feel that way about color too. I don't know. Color. Everybody makes fun of me for that. Yeah, that I mm-hmm. say I can feel certain colors. Um, okay. Anna was like, "You mean you like certain colors?" I was like, "No, some like when they're, I I don't I don't mean like an aura or something like that, but it's just certain like colors have." a rightness to them that makes me like sense them in a different way like than colors. Uh, or just there, there's like a presence to them. Okay. I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a very woo woo thing to say, but um, 
No, so I don't know. I mean, if you feel it, you feel it. Who the fuck am I? (laughs) Who the fuck is anyone else? (laughs) That's right. Yeah. No, No, I I don't know. Like I have, I guess like music is very open-ended for me that it just like all different kinds of music. I can, um, you know, get different things out of it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, you know, I, I often say like, you know, I need lyrics, but I mean, like, you know, I really enjoy blues and I, and the wailing of a blues guitar is to me amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and like sometimes when, when, if the, if someone is playing it and, it's so the thing about like for me music I, I like when it's imperfect you know mm-hmm. I like when there's you could see or you could hear like you know there's there's kind of a personality to the person singing or playing so like when yeah. when like <clears throat> when someone like um who's that guy Eric Clapton plays the blues like he's such a good guitarist that it doesn't it doesn't sound good to me uh-huh. like it's too perfect um like you're not even like looking for the imperfections in the character of the music you're just basically playing because you're so damn good he's a talented guitarist i'm not gonna take you know of course but like he doesn't compare to someone who to me really feels the music um you know well specifically blues as a white englishman i'm sure he doesn't really feel the the music but um and I think when when I say that about pentatonic, it's they are so they so weirdly perfect that it does to me it sounds like it comes out of a machine. Yeah, but obviously it does. It. It's like fifteen people or however many people on stage. It's singing. five. It's five. It sounds like yeah. That's the <laughs> yeah. That's the that's the penta part. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good point. Uh. You no, know, that's what that's yeah. They are amazing. The amount of sound they produce with it's so rich, yeah, no, yeah. Um, no, but it's funny. Like the more, like when I was in choir as a kid, the mm-hmm. like the main thing that you're taught is to blend, and mm-hmm. so what you're taught to do is to get rid of everything that makes your voice stick out, and uh, that's like all the originality. And so you get so used to that, and but. The thing, though, about musicians that, you know, like as far as imperfection, like they they're still using the ones that it seems like they're being imperfect. They're they're still using technique. Yeah, they just do it as part like it's just part of the uh, it's part of the I almost said part of the gig. Like it's part of the shtick, like it's part of the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just that they're doing it in a way that makes it, you know, like and they're they're produced they're they're produced in in a way to make them sound raw or whatever yeah uh, specifically like bands like Dylan and the Stonewell Dylan's an artist but like Dylan and Rolling Stones in particular like their producer is is looking for that that sound yeah did Which we ever talk about a, the, the Johnny Cash um American recordings oh yeah where the guy basically rolled them out of his deathbed <laughs> Yeah, and then and then he just edited it together. He just he stitched every every word, you know, every note together like it was a quilt. I felt so disappointed when I found that out. Yeah, I uh, was kind of I was kind of like disgusted by like just yeah, kind of like, you know, wheeling this guy, you know, who is basically, you know, almost gone and like <laughs> I don't know. It is. It's kind of weird. I mean, 
Unless he really wanted to do it, I don't really know. But like, it's you know, it's kind I of. I think. I well, I think he did enjoy doing it, but then as far as, I guess, I guess like it just didn't feel like. I know there's like making music is a collaborative process, but mm-hmm. I wasn't. I just didn't realize that that music was so highly produced. Yeah, and so, it it just didn't it didn't feel the same. <laughs> and it's, Afterwards. It's, you know, it's, yeah, and it's funny because the, the like towards the end, I think there's four of them, if I'm not mistaken. Like the come, so, yeah, four or five. Yeah, it's like towards the last ones, like his um, the, like the words are slurry a little bit, and it just mm-hmm. like it's not enjoyable at all because you just know like this is it, you know? Yeah. Um. Oh, Johnny. Oh, uh, listen, it's not. Uh, that's not uh, what do you call it? Canonized Johnny just yet. <laughs> no, I really like him. I like I his. Do, uh, I, do, I, I do too. I, I like his. Imp- I, he's. I mean, he was a very imperfect person, and I mean, he burned down a state forest. Like <laughs> he burnt. He, he he made a lot of mistakes, but I always. Uh, I feel like I've said this on here before, but like I always got a kick out of the idea that like. Like he, once my dad was dead, that like the two of them could hang out together Mm. because he was somebody that my dad would like not have, not have been cool with in, in life. But, you know, I was (laughs) like in heaven, they can, they can kick back and, and hang out because Mm. they both like had the same kind of faith. Mm. Um, Like I do believe, I do believe in Johnny Cash's faith that it was genuine, uh, in what it was as far like it seemed like sort of the same kind of belief that my dad had as far as um like a very genuine uh sort of visceral spirituality mm. uh, and you know it that's cool that they both had that you know <laughs> no I, yeah i i don't uh yeah i mean he's a, he's a person with imperfections and and you know but i mean sometimes i think people um just kind of like um cherish him a little bit too much without you know seeing all the um all the imperfections and and things like that like that movie they made was a little bit much for me (laughs) i love it it was just but yeah it was like him and like him and june they're like the perfect people and like walk the line yeah, they're, and then, but like they're like the perfect people. Yeah, like they're the perfect couple. Oh, couple. Yeah, people. I said perfect people, but I've been like couple and like you know. It's, yeah. And, but it, when you start like, I've seen like a you know a couple other documentaries, specifically the one about um his first wife that that was on Amazon. Yeah. And you know she went through some shit, and June was a uh, was was really a terror to her. <laughs> like. Oh really? Yeah, and like you know. It, it, it is. It, it, listen, it's none of my business, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's none of my business. <laughs> no, I mean, that would be how how awful would that be to be the person that's like everyone in the world thinks you're standing in the way of this love story. And it's like, no, he was my husband. He's the one who married me when I was 18. Yeah, you know what's even like um, what's even worse um, was that so uh, Johnny gets arrested in Mexico for drugs. Yeah, and his wife his wife was um, Italian, like a of Sicilian descent, mm-hmm. so she had like olive skin. Yeah, 
So, like, somehow she comes to Mexico to bail him out. And um, the newspapers are taking all these photos and black and white photos and um, towards, like, you know, I guess shading or whatever. She looks like she's African-American. So everyone runs runs with it that, oh, Johnny's married to a black woman. Then all of a sudden they start getting death threats from the KKK. And it, it just turns wow. into this craziness because because of America, right? I mean, yeah. like, um, yeah, and like, you know, she was, you know, afraid for her life and, and, you know, he was on tour all the time. It's just this hard, hard living. He's, you know, it's, yeah, it was crazy. It's, 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 I recommend that, that, you know, that documentary about her life. I forgot what it was called, but I recommend it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on Amazon. I'll but, that up. Yeah. Well, I, was, I felt name. like I about walked the line that it was like, I didn't really take it as a, um, a biography so much as like a, a rom-com. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> oh, no, Johnny. And I really did. And I remember saying, I said that to Michael and he was just like completely, he was like, no, Karen, it's a biopic. It's a biopic. And I'm like, no, I know it's a biopic, but it, it was, it had the vibe of like a nineties rom-com. So that's that was the spirit in which I enjoyed that. But I've I don't know. I mean, I've read I've read a few biographies of of him and in June and June's family. But um, no, I don't think there there was plenty of collateral damage. <laughs> yeah, in the way they lived their lives for sure. Yeah. I mean, but they, you know, actually, the- they lived in Michael's building. Did you know that? Oh no, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah for for years and years until they until they passed away. Yeah. Oh shit! I thought because I yeah. thought that um, yeah, I thought he had that huge cabin somewhere out in West or whatever. They did well. They had they had that, and they had um, they had a property on a Caribbean island. Yeah, I'm sure but, they had tons of property. <laughs> yeah, but no, this was their their apartment in New York where they lived a lot of the time. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Idea. Um. No, I mean, I, I do respect and appreciate his social awareness, um, you know, towards, you know, um, you know, social justice, uh, really like an advocate for the Native American, you know, um, culture. And yeah. I think, I think he made an album about uh, Native American culture um, and history. So, you know, it, you know, he, he, if he was alive today as a young artist, he would probably be blacklisted by country music for being so outspoken you know what i mean yeah which is kind of ridiculous but you know i don't know he would he would just have to change his name to well he kind of did change his name to cash at different times i was gonna try to make a the chicks joke Uh. from being the dixie chicks to just being the chicks somebody made a joke about that about how if uh if uh dixie carter from designing women she'd just have to be carter Carter, Carter. I feel bad for the dude. They, they, they. You know, they, you know, they, they spoke out. I think in against Bush back in the day. Mm-hmm. They got a lot of shit, and you know, they should have changed their name then. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> changed the name to fuck you. No, it just uh- it's, it's it's amazing. It just shows how you can be socially conscious in one period of time, but it's in another period of time, you need to even be like, take that even further. You, your social awareness needs to progress as well. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so, yeah. So look, now we'll remove Dixie because now that's what's to do. I mean, right. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Have you ever, uh, have you ever listened to the podcast, The Sporkful? Or is it The Sporkful or just Sporkful? I don't know. Well, what other name is I've never listened to either one of them. No, it's a, it's a food <laughs> podcast, oh, okay. but they have an interesting episode um, that they, they won an award for. And then they just did a sort of rejoinder to recently. Um, but it, it was about the use of the word plantation in food mm. oh, and okay. the, the origin of that. And, and that was really interesting. I won't try to break it down here, but like, if you're, uh, if you have any interest in that, I would, what? I would look I, it up. I, I, I honestly can't think of a food right now that has the word plantation in it. Um, like there's uh plantation rum is a brand. There's oh, Bigelow. Okay, okay. Bigelow has a like plantation mint tea. Um, a lot of Southern cookbooks will have like, uh, you know, plantation. Like they throw the word in front of it to make it like it's not just like uh, French toast. It's plantation French toast. Like it. Um, Holy shit! I've never heard this. Yeah. Yeah, it's just something where, and it was, it, yeah, it was interesting because the, like, say the the company Plantation Rum, they're a French company, and their response was kind of like, the word plantation means big farm in French. Right. So that's why we call it that. But there, there it, it went into a lot of things that were, that were just really interesting about how the, the use of the word is not thoughtful a yeah. lot of the time, um, and it's not necessary a lot of the time to convey you know, like if the idea that it's conveying, um, you know, sort of uh, like bountiful, mm. bountiful, richness, delicious food right. down, you know, like down home, whatever that, you know, like it sort of needs to be looked at again of why that mean, would mean that, you know, like who it who who would get it there? Yeah, I, I, um, I, I mean, yeah, everyone has different um, like sources of connotation right so like for me if someone said that i'd be like yeah that's kind of like it would already hit me because like the how i just accustomedly gravitate towards plantation being kind of like off but i mean you know if you're in french uh, you know if you're a french company i'd be like that's your problem america (laughs) (laughs) you know like it is is america's problem and in to this day still is um yeah i i you know, don't 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 bully me with your fucked up culture, America. <laughs> we got our own <laughs> fucked up shit. That's crazy. Yeah, no, I've I've honestly never. Maybe I have, but I've never really put two and two together. Um, I think I have heard of plantation rum. Yeah. Um, Wait, what was the word we were talking about? The meaning of when I started talking about this. Plantation? No. Plantation. Was it? No, there was something before. I don't know. Well, that's all right. Uh, wow. Speaking speaking of bountiful food, it's almost Thanksgiving. It is. It's coming out I, this Thursday. <laughs> I was thinking about um, how when I was a kid, the Sound of Music would always play. Ugh, I hate um, the Sound of Music. <laughs> I fucking hate that. Oh Why? God. Because it would come on like it would come on on Thanksgiving or Easter. Oh, you know what? One of them was The Sound of Music and one of them was The Wizard of Oz. Okay. Oh, maybe Thanksgiving was The Wizard of Oz. I honestly don't know, but either way, I hate both those. 
Well, I can't say. I've never seen The Wizard of Oz, so. Um, Sound of Music, that when that came on, my mother, like, there was only one TV in the house, and that was always on when that was on. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's like 18 hours. Oh, it's long, yeah. And I think NBC would show it, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, and then like everyone like would like the the goodnight song thing, the so long farewell. <laughs> like everyone had to be quiet because I think my mother and my sister loved it. I fucking hate. Oh, that was like torture, <laughs> torture. I don't know. But what about? Um... So you loved it. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about? I was. I. What about finance, Captain Von Trapp? Didn't he do anything for you? I. I don't know why he would. Uh, um, I always. I always thought I Google. What, I have to see what he looks like. Hold on. Let me look. Let me see what finance, Captain Von Trapp looks like. Let me. Let me. Let me see, Mister Finance. Just do, uh, Christopher Plummer, young. Young Christopher Plummer. Okay. Yeah. That sounds like a. It's funny because he plays villains so much of the time not other than in the, in the sound of music and it's funny that in a movie about well i think that's the thing in the sound of music that like you could sort of see him being a nazi and then when he isn't it's awesome so like this is gonna be great because now my search engine is gonna have this and you know it's gonna give me like young this <laughs> young. <laughs> you should always you should always use a private browser when searching for things during the podcast uh well <laughs> I have nothing to hide. <laughs> <laughs> I mean he yeah, I, I I mean I could see why women would be attracted to him, but I don't think he he's not the um like this picture he's he's pretty good looking here. This picture he's he's um he looks like a little like Sturgill Simpson, the country artist. Um hmm. and then here he just looks like a maniac. And here he looks like he farted and he's aware of it. But he's not going to let anyone know. Sturgill <laughs> Simpson. Yeah. Huh. Right oh, here. Oh, yeah. He looks pretty Aryan. <laughs> um, anyway, so. He so- was, he was, he's the dad, right? Yeah. Okay. He's the dad. And then uh, the nanny comes. She's a nun. She gets kicked out of the nunnery. I Why think does part she get of it, out of the nunnery? Because she's not um she's not temperamentally appropriate to be a nun. Oh, I think that's another thing, like why like the <laughs> why the movie got such play in my house as a kid was because my mom had also gotten kicked out of the convent because she was not uh, temperamentally inclined yes, to be a yes. nun. Yes. But it wasn't because she was bubbly. <laughs> Whereas <laughs> uh <laughs> Oh no! I cannot believe I'm blanking on the name of the actress who plays Maria. Oh, um, it's what's her face, right? Um, a spoonful yeah. of sugar. Yeah, she, she makes the music. She makes the music go down. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh my God! What's her name? Right? Why, Julie Andrews? For yeah. God's sake! For God's sake, you guys! Is, didn't she have an issue where she can't sing anymore? She had. Uh, vocal nodules and I don't know if they were successful in hmm. in repairing it um, I hope so because that was really sort of upsetting it's always yeah it's always upsetting if someone can't you know sing or do their thing <laughs> well so, yeah something that so much of your identity is based on yeah it's crazy um, 
All right. Well, so I don't know if they're going to play it on Thursday or not, but maybe I'll watch that. It's I haven't seen it in a long time. Pack a lunch. It's long. And <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll have to have one of those. Um, I have to have a Saint Bernard come find me with some whiskey. <laughs> yeah, with the, with the with the spiked hot chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. So. Definitely. Uh oh I wanted to say I wanted to say from last time when we had talked about eating chili together yeah. just to give a disclaimer that we ate chili responsibly outdoors. We were we were not indoors and we do not condone the the super spreader event <laughs> where people just give each other covid willy-nilly. No, no, we definitely were um, outdoors. With the crock pot was outside. Um, the crock pot was outside. The chairs were outside. Everything was outside. The s'mores were outside. The bathroom was not outside. Oh. But I didn't use it. I didn't use it. That's my superpower. Yeah, that is. That is. Yeah, I, I used it twice. I had to go. I mean, I, you know, <laughs> otherwise, it, I don't want to be a, a urine spreader. You know. No. Uh, have you have you ever watched? Are you have you watched Star Trek at all? Any of them? Uh, uh, I've seen the movies. Um, okay. Some of the TV show, but I'm not really a Star Trek fan. I... Yeah. Are you? Uh, yeah, I, I like. I was big on Next Generation when I was a kid. That was one okay. of my big ones like super formative shows but um like all of the newer shows haven't really done it for me is not that i've tried every single one of them but the ones i've watched i've been kind of about yeah yeah Uh, but the new one discovery is really good yeah i I heard it's good is 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 um picard's in it right no um he is in and i'm not saying this in a pointed way he is in picard Okay, I thought, so they're not the same show. They are not the same. So the yeah, it's the time frame. So the one discovery is uh, the same time frame as uh, the original, the like Star Trek the original series TOS, and then Picard is the the new series Picard is set I think like twenty thirty years after the end of Next Generation. Gotcha. So so Discoveries is in William Shatner's timeline yeah yep okay. exactly so what's yeah the, what it's actually they... it's actually a little bit of a prequel to that yeah okay okay i got you interesting yeah i yeah i've never liked I, you know what it is i don't like their outfits <laughs> <laughs> I, I you don't like their outfits I don't like their outfits I uh, <laughs> like where do you go from there, right? <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of variation between the different series. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's fair. Uh, I guess I the like Next Generation I really liked because it uh it was very smart. Like it was very it was about diplomacy and ethics and um what you would do in a world where the problems of the where like if the problems of the world that we're in now have been largely eradicated then what are the then like what's your moral compass at that point right 
Okay, there um, you go. Yeah, okay. Yeah, whereas like the um, original series was actually sort of inspired by the Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the stuff in that, you know, sort of had the same uh, alien elements that it wasn't it wasn't about the like uh, completely fake techno babble. It was, you know, it was about like the human interactions of that could be sort of um, trans like transformative. Right. But yeah, so I don't know. I always like for me, Star Wars is uh, like the original movies were fine. Uh, they're just sort of like easy mythology movies. Star um, Wars? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't I don't think you have to like one or the other, but I just was never the those just never did it for me that much. I used to love Star Wars. I'm so over Star Wars. I don't yeah. Care. Yeah. You can make all the Star Wars movies you want. None of them are good. Yeah. Like it's, it's kind of like it's not for me. Like with Anne Rice or the Dune books, how like once you make a million of them, it just dilutes yeah everything so much. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I did enjoy the Mandalorian this the on Disney Plus the season the show. What is but that it, one about? Uh, it's it's about um all right, so it's about like this. I guess they are they're called Mandalorians. Which is like a a I don't know if they're a race of people, but they they live by a code, kind of like a, a, a I don't know if it's a warrior code or a bound, like a code or bounty code or whatever, but they always have to keep their mask on, like oh. they can't remove their helmet, like it's sacred. Okay. Um, and then so he's like a bounty hunter, and he takes on. All is the that work. what old helmet head turns into? The the dad. What's uh, that? James Earl Jones. No, 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 no. This yeah. Oh, okay. No, like, he he uh basically it's like he he looks like Boba Fett like that armor. I don't and know who Boba Fett is. It's it's okay. The only good thing about it is the baby Yoda is 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 this little tiny baby Yoda thing and it's, it's Oh, that's where baby Yoda came from? Yeah, he's really cute okay. and it, it he makes the show um easy to watch cuz it's really <laughs> not that good either, but you know. I don't know. It's like in Gremlins, whenever the cute one is around instead of the Gremlins, yeah, like Mogwai, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, definitely, he's cute too. But because um, I always felt like Gizmo and the little furry people from Star Wars were sort of the same. Oh, the Ewoks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, ah, <laughs> oh, the Ewoks. I don't know. Star Wars. Ewoks in beauty, like the night. I'm not. I'm. That's getting deleted. <laughs> <laughs> delete, delete, delete. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah. So no, I've never seen. Um, I, I, I think that's. Is that also on like CBS Plus? Where like you got to yes. pay for CBS now. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah they can say fucking everything. Yeah, I'm CBS Plus. Get out of here with They're that. New, the, what's really weird because like. Maeve kept telling us that it was good and we were like, CBS is old people. Shut up. And we didn't say shut up, but that was what we were thinking. And then uh, I got it so I could watch Star Trek. And then like their their original programming is so much better than the stuff that's on, you know, like on the network. It's not like CSI, um, CSI Anchorage. In 60 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) It's CSI, NCIS, um... You know, I used to no, like CSI have- Miami because it was like like so like 
ironic, like, like with like tongue in cheek, you know, it was like so yeah. stupid. Um, but then I just like started like, or maybe it always did take itself to take itself seriously. But was I that the one that the dude from NYPD Blue went on? Yes, yes, yes. Where it was like, why would they allow a man with literally no melanin to go to Miami? Well, he's from Miami, I think. What? I don't know. David Caruso, that's his name. David Caruso, yeah. Woodside, Queens. David Caruso. He's uh, from Woodside? I believe so, yeah. Wow. He, um, yeah, he was great in that show because he was so, you know, so he thought he was so cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but everything else is just all those shows. They they are they are like um comforting for like a certain generation of people. Maybe oh totally to, procedurals yeah yeah closer to you know more closer to the Great War or World War Two than the Great Generation or whatever you want to call it. Than yeah, we are you know. No, Brian's mom loves procedurals. And like, and Law and Order is another one that I just can't watch. Yeah. Once Jerry Orbach was gone. I don't, yeah. I don't Cause know. Because nobody, nobody puts baby in a corner, so. <sighs> nobody <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> nobody does. But I've been watching, because, um, like, you know, when it's, like, nothing to watch at night, and, like, I want to start winding down, and, like, you know, so, like, here is, like, let's watch House Hunters. So, like, we've been watching House Hunters. Oh, okay. What's the what's the premise on that one? It's like from the home HGN. Is that the Home Garden Network? I think. But we watch it on Hulu. Okay. And um, basically, it's like a realtor will take um, either a couple or a single person, and they want to buy a house, and they'll show them three houses, and oh. they have, and they have to pick. So, like, they'll tell them the price range. This is my price range. So they usually go with one that's like a fixer upper. They go with one that's way too expensive, like you know, above their budget. Yeah. They go with one like in the middle, and then like you, you sit there and like you hear like these, you know. Sometimes like I, I have to like go to the next episode because sometimes the people are really annoying. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, ooh, I'm not watching this one. Um, but you know, sometimes like it's you know, it, it depends on who they are. So, but I, I do recommend House Hunters just to kind of like wind down and just be like, oh, this is ridiculous. And then you start shouting, yeah. pick number two. <laughs> <laughs> I know. The thing where like people, people are like, well, the paint's ugly. It's like, oh, you could never get new paint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Exactly. How would that even work? Yeah. That like, would be insane where they, they come in a house and people, the hosts are like, so what do you think? And they're like, well, it's a lot of green. Yeah, it's paint. Well, like, did you think you were going to walk into a house that looked like the inside of your head? <laughs> Why not? Wow. I have a lot of feelings. <laughs> yeah, that, that came out, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's a judgment. No, there, is, um, there, there was one where a, a couple was in Astoria, Queens, and what you get for your money in Astoria, Queens? <laughs> it's a not like... Camp. Yeah, it's not like, you know, uh, somewhere in Iowa, you know, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, broke my heart. <laughs> Did they and they had no idea going into it or, you know, it's funny because like they had. All right. So there I think their expenses was like a million dollars. 
Oh, okay. We'll break somebody else's heart then. So, well, it, it really did. Who you salty today? No, and you're right. I totally agree with you. And, I, and I'm like, a million dollars? You can just go maybe a little bit further east in Queens to like maybe yeah. like Forest Hills or Jackson Heights and buy like a, a kick-ass co-op apartment with like three bedrooms for like 900000 Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like still pricey as hell, but like. Totally. Because what they were planning on doing was buying a house and then renting for income. You know, additional right. income. And I'm just like, if you have a like if you have a million dollars and you kind of still need to rent for additional income, you might want to reconsider the location. Yeah. Cause I know New York is mean, expensive, but it's there there are pockets where you can get a home for like six hundred, seven hundred thousand. You know, I don't know. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're but then you're like you definitely need a car. Like you're definitely going to be off well, a train. You have a hundred thousand. You have three hundred thousand. You could spend on a on a car. <laughs> yeah, it's you true. Know? It's yeah. just like it's a different. You're good. It's sort of a different way of living. I know. Like it's it depends true. what what version of New York you want to live in. Yeah, but All I right. mean, yeah. As I've I gotten older, I'm like, listen, I I you know, well, I drive to work, so it doesn't really matter. What do I need a subway for? <laughs> well guess what pretty soon you're not gonna have one so so well the subway i think like, oh, uh-huh. you meant my job i was like oh shit <laughs> no no i would never secret that into the world oh, um, oh. no no like if we it our the subway funding is i know uh tanking and it's it's gonna be the city that never sleeps is gonna be <laughs> the city that naps at home well, I mean, they, they, you know, they, I don't know. They, I, well, I think, you know, a, a, a considerate audit should have been done years ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, when they were, you know, there was a discussion of that there were two books out there and that went away. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, there's a lot of, hang, you know, fast and loose with the, with the, the subway budget, so... I don't know. Yeah. And so I'm now that sure. we just have no federal funding, it's yeah, it's not looking great, but we'll see. But like, you know, listen, yeah. only time will tell. Fingers crossed. <laughs> I feel like that's the, uh, the, my motto for 2021. Fingers, Fingers crossed. crossed. Yeah. Yeah. See how it goes. I mean, <laughs> Jesus. It'd be, oh man. Like 2021, like it's, so it's, here we go. We're going to lay this out. It's December 31st, right? Mm-hmm. 11.59.57 seconds, 58 seconds, 59, Happy New Year, and you wake up, and it's January 1st, 2020 again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that would be the most hellish Groundhog Day. <laughs> Groundhog year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. That would not be good for me. <laughs> I mean, that, that would not be good for me. It would be, it would be insane because, well, I mean, two hundred and fifty thousand plus people would would be around. Yeah. So right, there would still be a chance to stop it. Oh man, that's true. 
I don't know, but then you still have a year with. I would, I would totally take a gamble on my outcomes, you know, still turning out positive if that could be stopped, or at least if there was a chance to try to stop it. Yeah. Well, that's time machine. Oh my god, I'm so dumb. There was a there was a uh, episode of Grey's this week mm-hmm. where a woman, um, she had a positive pregnancy test, and then they give her. Um, when they do an ultrasound, there's no baby in the uterus. And so they're like, you're not pregnant. And, but then, but maybe you have a tumor because, you know, you can have these elevated hormone levels, but no baby, it might mean, you know, you're growing something else. Oh, okay. And then it it turns out she did have a baby, but it was an extra uterine pregnancy and it, the baby was attached to her liver. And so I, (laughs) I had this just like flash of thought of like, Oh, that's so cool. I could still have a baby in my liver. <laughs> and I was like, Karen, you don't have any of the stuff to make it. It's not about where to keep it. It's not about the oven. There's no there's no flour. There's no eggs. <laughs> I really thought you would think this is funny. I don't know. I just thought I was just tired. It was the end of the day. And I was like, but it was just the dumbest thought I think I've ever had in my life of like, oh, cool. I could have a baby in my liver. I was like, no, I can't. And you don't want a baby. What are you talking about? And I don't know having a baby on your liver. Like, that's got to be taxing on your liver. Oh, yeah. It was, it'll kill you for sure. Like, if you, <laughs> it'll kill you. Because, yeah, because the, like, the placenta, like, if you have a placental abruption in it, the placenta is attached to an organ that you need to live. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah. yeah. But, like, you're, like, you'll bleed to death from your liver. Um, it didn't happen. The baby was fine. They were very happy on Grace. Oh, but, really? The baby was fine. Yeah, yeah. The baby. Well, yeah, yeah. It was a small baby, but they were able to deliver it. Oh, yeah. They, it's oh. typically in the in like extra uterine pregnancies. Apparently, the the you know the baby the babies do die. Yeah. Uh, but in this case, because they randomly caught it, you know, they were able to basically do like a C section, not mm. of the uterus. Interesting. Which is crazy. So yeah. they're on the new season of Grey's, right? Yes. This is the last season? I don't know. Hmm. I yeah, I don't know. I I know it was in talks, but I it, maybe there's one more? I'm not sure. Okay. So I, I, I my daughter may force me to watch the People's Choice Awards on E. <laughs> that girl is powerful. Who, my daughter? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I mean, I just sat there and 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 bitched and moaned and made fun of everybody the whole time. <laughs> but Ellen Pompeo, huh? She's, I listen. I, I, I mean, who's going to listen to me? But I think women need to stop with the Botox and all that other stuff. Yeah, I, I think they should age gracefully, and I think that because you know what happens to Meg Ryan and like. It, it's it's i think they would look better the other way is she looking super pumped she's looking a little like she had some work done and it, it was it was um and i was just like oh my god why would you do that to yourself and i know it's the pressures of of misogyny in hollywood but jesus christ you know it's like how do you think this looks better um i don't know that's my psa for the week <laughs> Stop! 
Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. You're beautiful. Just age normally. <laughs> yeah. She does have a thing where uh, her face, uh, she sort of has a round, like, doll-shaped face to start with. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, there were times when her, like, her face suddenly got very puffy. Yeah. Uh, but it was also around the time after she had kids. So I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to say, but yeah, I, if you, if you have, if you have a bunch of work, it just makes it look like you were in a bad accident. Like some screen grafting going on, right? Yeah. It makes your face look like it's all stretched and tight. So it looks like scar tissue. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, yeah. I, I feel bad because I know there's some psychological stuff going on along with that, like for someone to make that decision. So, you know, it is. Yeah. Well. <laughs> well. I I don't think it's something either one of us would have to worry about, which is nice. Speak for yourself. There's a Botox place around the corner. I have an appointment at one o'clock. <laughs> oh, shit, I'm late. Oh, my God. You're late. <laughs> I'm late. You're late. Well, we better wrap this up. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to charge me $35 to reschedule. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I bet they're making bank this year filling in everybody's worry lines. (laughs) Sure. Uh, Okay, so this week week we we had a a light reading assignment, which was just to read the lyrics of Alice's Restaurant. Next week we're going to read uh, Good Country People by Flannery O'Connor. Have you ever read that one? No, I have not. Okay. I think it was one that uh, I read in college and I actually wrote my capstone on it for my degree. Um, oh. So it'll be interesting uh, to reread it because I don't remember hardly anything about it except that I really liked it. So. Okay. Uh, yeah. So that's the story for next week. And, um, you know, moving forward. Well, next week is a, a milestone for Broken Corners. It will be our 50th episode. Oh, wow. Yes. Um, I'm going to wear tux. Uh, I'm going to bake a cake. I'll okay. send it to you. Awesome. And um, yeah, so that's that's exciting. Yeah. and uh, That is exciting. Well, we'll All have right. to reflect on that. <laughs> we could, you know what? All right. Yeah, we will definitely do that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, um, all right. Well, thank you, everybody. Um, we hope everyone has a safe thanksgiving um yeah please wear your mask um you know if you if you can stay home stay home um and if you're out wear a mask and just be conscious of your surroundings yep put the stuffing in from the side of your mask yeah (laughs) (laughs) gravy gravy is, is healing so All right. (laughs) Have a a good week. Stay safe. All right. Take it easy. Bye. Bye.